Alrighty, we're back. Episode four. Mm -hmm. I think today we're going to do a part two of our previous one, Consciousness and Reality. Mm -hmm. um, we had quite a few things that we were discussing last episode. That was we a big list. Really, yeah. yeah, we didn't really like jump into depth on all of it. Mm -hmm. Even in our notes, we had like half of it covered. Mm -hmm. So I reckon we'll just continue from there. For sure. I think we'll start off with the Enron emails. So this actually comes from a podcast that I was reading on the topic. I think it was a 99% Invisible podcast about mm -hmm. the about the Enron emails. And um, the, the section of that, like, I mean, that whole thing is super interesting. So definitely recommend checking that one out. So mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll link in the description and all that fun stuff. But um, the thing that I was really interested about when I was listening to this podcast is that well, I, I guess like just a bit of overview on what the Enron emails are is that we we had this um, energy company called Enron in like the early 2000s, late late 90s. Um, it was an energy company and they were doing some shady stuff, I think based out of Houston and some, there was some shady like... Um, what kind of shady stuff? Like competition engineering or whatever it's called where you're like, I don't know, it's like... Um, is there some creaking going on in the table? Can you hear that? <laughs> Is there? I don't know. There's something. It's all right. We'll push on. So what 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 it was is that like um, uh, what's it called? Were you like price setting or something? Um, is this where they're like setting their prices lower than the competition in an unfair no, way? No, I think it was a whole or price fixing maybe thing, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, something something gone. Some shady, shady business. business in the en energy industry, and it was causing like massive like ongoing blackouts in California and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, all shady stuff, illegal, bad, bad, naughty things. Mm -hmm. And it, did these bad things come to light before or after this story? <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it was all like a factor in it. Okay. But yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm not, not too sure on the semantics of that one. But what happened is that at the time, like this company just shut down. Everyone's like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And then some guy just like collected all these emails and just posted them on the internet. And it... it <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the creaking. <laughs> yeah. We're in a new studio today. With learning... Yeah. We've got a bit of what a creaking table. Is it the table or this... I'm not sure. Or the chair. Oh, well, we <laughs> anyway, push on. We yeah, push on. Yeah, Apologies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this guy just dumped Big all these, dump. like, yeah, data dump of all these emails from just like, it was like some top level execs in the company. Mm -hmm. Maybe not top level, but like higher up, you know, middle management and up. Yep. And um, literally just this massive data dump there was no indexing no searching whatever and it kind of just sat there you know it's early 2000s the internet's still very much of like a new place mm -hmm. and then eventually like researchers came along and they're doing like um, NLP natural language processing research and they have this massive corpus of all these like emails and just regular conversations that normal people were having and like yeah this is awesome this is great material to start like tra training their neural networks and the, the you know nlp um algorithms on mm -hmm. so there there was like you know massive efforts to index all this data and just like create something that's like a searchable database of these emails mm -hmm. everything like that but yeah the interesting thing is is that these people doing all this natural language processing research they're now like training these like machine learning, artificial intelligence algorithms based on what the people just those, I think there was only like 150 people who actually authored these thousands of emails. Mm. 
And these, like, this is the thing I was thinking about is like these um, programs are just learning the biases from those people. Yeah. And what, what I was, so, so they mentioned that like the bias and there's like this idea, idea in computer science of like garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, you're going to see those biases come through and that that's, you know, that's quite a contemporary topic that people talk about is that you like, how do we prevent biases getting captured in, um, these artificial intelligence systems yeah. and stuff like that. Well, you I, need to get like a wider spread of, of data to learn from. Yeah. It's a bit like people who grow up in a very small community, you know, that, or just with their family in a particular area. Yeah. And they're never exposed to outside ideas and outside ways of life. And they become super rigid in their way of life. And it's like a very particular, often weird sort of lifestyle. And yeah. It's, and it's like that AI is exactly like exactly that. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when it what happens with the bias when it learns off well, these people? What I was more thinking is like the bias is like a part of personality, and what what I was thinking more of is that um, these algorithms are they going to be picking up the personality of the people that ah uh, yeah that like contributed to this, and then when it, where it ties into like consciousness and reality is that like. With this idea of consciousness, it was like what we were speaking of on the last episode. Is it is it still your consciousness when you're uploaded to the computer? Like, is yeah. that still you? So, by the f- by the AI learning from these emails, it's capturing part of yeah. their consciousness yeah. in the system. So, even when you know the author of some of the emails that it learnt learnt off passes away, does their consciousness still exist to some degree mm. within like the AI systems that learn of this? And yeah. in the case of the Enron emails, I believe it was used for. Siri, Google Assistant, um, you know, some really massive yeah. big things. So it's like a Frankenstein's monster of all these different people's yeah. consciousness but embedded. Does, does it mean their consciousness is going to live on? Like, I kind of think it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like, I kind of like the idea of it living on in these people and it's also a bit freaky to and, think about. And like, I guess like butterfly effect is that if they never like worked at Enron. Yeah. And, you know, their emails never ended up getting leaked. Would, like, Siri act a tiny little bit differently? Like, would there be one mm. instance where Siri wasn't able to respond? Yeah. To something where it did, it was able to respond because of this one guy? Yeah, I like, think so. I think Siri and all of the other guys' behavior is determined by the mature that's learned from. So, yeah, if there's people... <laughs> if, there's, <laughs> if there's people that didn't work at Enron like ever and their conversations weren't in because that could be thousands of threads that it's learned from yeah. that one individual mm. um it changes the result of the ai yeah and so it would change its behavior and it would change the way it can respond so does that mean every time you fill out a captcha saying yes that's a traffic light there's a bit of your consciousness or your perception Ooh. of traffic lights living on in Yeah, we've contributed Tesla's to teaching the AI. Yeah. And therefore, it's like a part of our problem solving and awareness and consciousness has been embedded into it just through that one action. So, you said the word teaching just then. Does that mean even before AI and stuff like that, is consciousness passed on through teaching? Is that, mm. how, is that different to knowledge? Yeah. Or is that just yeah, knowledge at what that's point passed on? Does, like, what, at what point does information go from just being information and yeah. data to consciousness? Because if you like, are you the result of your 
parents teaching and your teachers teaching you and influencing you and your peer group influencing you. Is, is that knowledge or is that like, how does, so I guess we're talking about like personality. Yeah. Personality, ways of thinking, knowledge. But you wouldn't say that like I'm receiving consciousness from my parents and teachers and peers. No, but what they're imparting on you is a, like a way of perceiving things and a way of processing information and reacting to it. So it's like it's it's like um, it's almost like genetics, right? So genetics is like a physical thing that gets passed on from parents mm-hmm. to a child. Maybe this knowledge and information is a as a metaphorical neurological imparting of data into your brain. Just like genetics and DNA. Do you know Richard Dawkins coined the term meme? He did, yeah. Yeah. Back in like the 90s, 80s, 90s? 70s, perhaps. Maybe earlier, The selfish gene. Yep. I think that was published in 1976. Damn, dude. He's honestly so far ahead of the curve. Yeah. He made it. He is the... The godfather of the meme. Is Is there a meme review with... Richard Dawkins. That needs to be if there's not. <laughs> uh, I just googled meme review. I think he would with he would appreciate a good meme. I feel yeah on like a whole new level. Meme, I think meme and, review with Richie, Richie D. I think I did see one. I know there's like a meme review with. Is there one with Elon? Oh yeah, yeah. On the yeah. Yeah. I, I thought there was one on. Um, Lex's podcast. That must have been a long time ago. That must be like four years ago or something now. I remember there's (laughs) the deer in the pool. Do you remember that? And he's trying not to laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Can we bring it up? Let's watch it. Jamie? Jamie, bring it up. All right. I'm on it. (laughs) Yeah. If I search deer in pool, yeah, Elon Musk comes up. Elon Musk in anything is so good. Well, it's like, are we training Google as well? You know, like just... Just how you through search. use of being that search query is training yeah. it on on your behavior, but it's also contributing to its overall operation. Elon Musk laughs at the dead deer meme. He's shook. Is that true? That's delightful. He's so shook. <laughs> Look at him looking around. <laughs> Is he high? <laughs> I have no idea. So funny. I love Elon. Why is it just so funny that he's so... Is it real? Like, it's the internet. Who, who knows? I don't, I've never really seen him that animated before. Usually he's very docile in the way he kind of, like, operates. He maybe just, like, dead deers. Yeah, he got just, him going, dude. He was so excited by know, that. Know how there's, like, that thing where it's, like, if you have a self-driving car, how do you teach it, like, who it should kill? In like the mm. kind of like a, a new age trolley problem type of thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's a, a, a child... Like it's it's going to hit a child, or it could swerve and hit an old lady. Yeah. Like, do you program it to? I think Tesla's just hit the deer. It just, find, <laughs> just find, find the, the deer. deer. Yeah. It's like it, it will stop and it will find a deer. Yeah, yeah. It's like I saw such a good meme yesterday. It was like how to avoid a car accident, and it's got some dash cam footage and of a car accident about to happen head on, and then the the Wii controller disconnects. 
message comes up on the screen. It's just like <laughs> pause the game by disconnecting your Wii controller. Ah, uh, so good. But yeah, I think what do you do in that situation? Do you program in rules to say like, well, it to is choose? Like, it is the ultimate trolley problem. You yeah. know the that where you can you've got like a train on a track and you can choose to either let it go and kill and five people, kill five people, or, or change its track and kill, kill one person. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, coined by probably someone important. It's such a dilemma because it's like if you don't pull the lever, technically you haven't done anything, but through your inaction, you've caused the death of I more think, people. I think with that one, I'd definitely. You pull, pull the lever. Pull the lever. Yeah. Such a hard choice. But it's just like five people are going to die anyway. Yeah. And you're in the spot where yeah. inaction is still an action. Inaction is technically is still inaction an action. Is inaction even a word? Inaction, yeah. yeah. Inaction. Yep. Hmm. I think I would have to pull the lever as well. Yeah. Yeah. But then what if you find out afterwards that those five people were all criminals, like all murderers, and you've just saved them all and just killed one like innocent person? They put the person there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's I like some you, paradoxical. There's, I think there's a whole lot of, uh, excuse me. I think there's a whole lot of like um, derivatives of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't start like saying, but what if, what if, what if. I yeah, think you've got to like. Yeah, you've got to define a straightforward problem. Yeah. And that's it. And then there's like, um, uh I follow like a meme page about trolley problem memes and there's like, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like multi-rail drift or something like that. Oh, just yeah. get all of them. <laughs> or it's like there's another one. There's like a fat man on the bridge. Do you push the fat man in front of the, tr- the trolley oh, yeah. to stop? Yeah, yeah. What, or there's probably like a quantum version where they're all just going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's on the wiki page, the fat man. The fat yeah. man. The fat man villain. The loop variant. See, there's so much. I just mentioned just then the um, quantum version where all of the possible outcomes happen. Yeah. It reminded me that like back in episode two, I think, we were talking about um, different quantum realities and like probability and if the universe halves in size each split. Um, And I thought about it and I remembered that the state in which everything exists in the different outcomes is just hypothetical. And it's only um, through observation, randomness, basically. Oh. Yeah, well, your observation is one of the like inputs that makes it happen. Um, but basically, it's just a mathematical the wave function idea that everything is happening at once. And then, yeah, yeah when the probability wave collapses, that's when the physical mass takes on that version of I the think, reality. I think I was watching a Veritasium episode on it as well oh yeah since since episode two it's so interesting and also i mean like saying that the whole universe is a wave function it's yeah. just when you come like you you collapse a wave function yeah, to yeah. see one it becomes the real the reality yeah. yeah yeah so i just wanted to clarify it's just a throwback to episode two i think we have a lot to clarify in previous, <laughs> yeah. previous episodes. a lot of stuff that we half uh, talk about yeah. and then it's like oh actually we're not very qualified yeah. to talk about this we need for sure need to spend like two days researching it yeah i just like after like starting to do this, yeah, now throw back to episode one, mm. <laughs> just starting to do this podcast, mm. I thought it'd be easy to, well, I guess it is kind of easy to just get up there and just start talking. But it's like, I've realized how much goes into, how much that other content creators are actually researching stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to like, 
you can't just wing it. No, nah, not really. <laughs> as we have been. Like, like, we really need to... Yeah, we have a very baseline understanding of a lot of different topics. Yeah. yeah. But I think also other people bring on experts yeah, that are true. able just to dig down so deep into their knowledge. Like, watching and dieting episodes on Joe Rogan, mm. talking about, like, um, the chemical processes that go on in your body when eating certain foods, and it's like, holy crap. They're able to just pull out so much information and knowledge. Yeah. And like you, you can't research that in like a week before an episode. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then it's also a massive skill. It's like mm. a massive skill to be able to present that yep. in like a engaging digestible and, form. Yeah, it's mm. even like um, how how you know last episode I started talking about the P equals NP stuff, and then just before this episode we're mm. talking about it again. Yep. Even though like I, I I know I understand it it's still quite difficult to be able to succinctly or effectively communicate yeah, that. For sure. It's actually such a quality that I admire in people. And I like a lot of content creators like Vsauce and stuff like that mm. is how amazing they are at explaining. Yeah. Especially like these super like abstract, complex topics. Who's the computer YouTuber? Tom Scott. Tom Scott. Yeah. His videos He's so really good. good. Yeah. I was watching another Tom Scott just this week. It's a pretty good one. Mm. It's like he's got that, the, it's the information, the way it's presented, and then like all the special effects. And usually he has like some sort of twist that goes on where he'll set yeah. up the scene and like hook you into a story and then like do the big reveal. It's like, damn, he's, yeah. he's a genius. And he makes it look so easy. There's like so much that it's goes into that. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. I it's love it. super admirable. Like, mm. how, how do you become good at like explaining and just... Can you train an AI to do that? Can you train a Tom Scott AI? A Tom Scott AI. Yeah. Could we take all of Tom Scott's videos, feed it into an AI as the input? It learns whatever that is, like shapes on the screen and yeah. voices and sounds and information and then produces and then you YouTube give it videos. like a new topic and it yeah. could it like even do the research or something or yeah, like yeah. Would you have to train it on his like research materials and stuff like that i think there would have to be two components there's the audio visual aspect and then there's the research yeah, the and if you could bring those together input. have you seen the youtube accounts that publish like gibberish it's like i've seen some of them. like randomly generated content yeah and apparently it gets like millions of views it's really strange i think i have seen I've seen stuff about it, but what's 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 the content like? Um, just just gibberish, just shapes and colors and weird sounds and like, voices. Is it like it's, the red one and the there's like a red square and a blue square? I think so. I haven't. Maybe we could do a whole episode on this. Is like the the YouTube rabbit hole. Um, but apparently, it's like AI generated, and it gets millions of views, and it's probably making like hundreds of thousands of dollars for the account owner. And it's just generated by a computer. But what's the? But what's engaging about the content? Like, I think it's targeted at like kids, and it's it's super high impact, really fast paced content that triggers all of that dopamine response in children, and it just gets them watching episode after episode. Oh, it's just, kind of like a really fast paced cartoon. It's not this one. This is what I was thinking of. What's this? Is it this one? Seventy-seven K mysterious clips what uploaded on YouTube. It's a BBC. Yeah, like what is this? It's got blue and red squares just randomly generated. 
It's kind of creepy. Yeah. It's like, is there some sort of code, you know? And it's like, if you piece it oh, all together, Sakata. does it come up with like, oh, is that the radio broadcast? No. What was that? Sakata. Yeah. That's like this like online, like clues and like code breaking challenge. Oh yeah. Or something that like, I think there was like some first initial release of it. And then people just gone down this rabbit hole and it's got, oh, what's it called? Like, um... Yeah, just all sorts of like encryption hacking and stuff mm, like that. I love that. I love it when there's lots of different people working on uh, cracking a problem on those forums. There was a really, there was a really interesting one I looked into recently, which was um, it's got a name that's just like a bunch of numbers and characters, like eight hundred eight B six four A or some something like that. Um, and what it was, I think this guy was posting to a subreddit, all these random strings mm. and people were trying to like decode it and come up with messages and stuff. And it went yeah. on for years. Um, Did they crack it? And then in the end, the guy revealed that it was just random, randomly encrypted data that was just posted up. Apparently it was some like marketing stunt and it just fizzled out and went nowhere. And it was just like, yeah, it meant nothing. Uh -huh. And then everyone was like, wow, what a waste of time. <laughs> I wonder if people could like draw patterns from that and they could think that they've discovered something just by chance. Yeah. Well, they were doing all sorts of stuff, like running it through different decryption methods and like Morse code and all those different coding systems. And they would come up and they would find similar um, occurrences of strings and occurrences of... Um, digits and stuff like that and they thought they were coming up with like an, a solution but it was actually just nothing what if he's just saying that though what if there really was something there yeah maybe they're getting too close to the answer and he, he wanted to put, close the but then why would he put it out there in the first place if he's so worried about that who knows why do people do anything on the internet mm. another strange internet occurrence is there was these bunch of videos that were uploaded to youtube and they were like short clips taken from someone's like basement really spooky looking sort of clips oh no yeah no. yeah we could we should do dedicate a whole episode do to a weird. spoopy episode yeah we'll do a spoopy episode um so we'll save that <laughs> one but just a little um pre what do you call it preview little preview, yeah, yeah. little, yeah, little yeah. taster or entree before the main hell yeah but yeah super spooky wait what happened in the videos it was just someone's basement someone's basement and then like um there was like voices and sounds and it People thought um, there was someone like locked in the basement as like a victim. Oh, no. Um, that sort of situation, yeah. And then they're like trying to figure out who they are, where they are. That's so scary. Mm. So, uh, and then they stop posting for a while and it's like, oh, my God, oh. what's happened? Where are they gone? There's more scary stuff on like the surface web than there is in Yeah, the people web. think the deep web's full of all this gnarly stuff. But actually... Yeah. Yeah, the, the open surface web has actually got a lot of messed up stuff. <laughs> but worse. Yeah. Like, imagine how many crazy YouTube videos there are that only have, like, one view and people just haven't found it. Do they have, like... Surely they got algorithms that test it for, like, the the main bad stuff, you know? Like, I don't know if they do. I don't think so. I have stumbled on some things on YouTube where I'm like, surely this isn't supposed to be here. Mm. What kind of stuff? Oh, just, just bad... Bad stuff. <laughs> Do you report it or just leave it? I'm trying to think of the last time it happened. There has... I can't think of any instances. Mm. There has times been where... There's definitely been times where I've looked at something like, 
<laughs> what is this youtube where i'm on some yeah, like, yeah. weird russian like mirror side of youtube <laughs> youtube <laughs> youtube yeah youtube dot you yeah my gosh all right back to consciousness and reality though mm-hmm. definitely tangent mm-hmm. had it gone on a tangent on that one yeah, yeah, yeah do you reckon the internet has a consciousness yeah. Well, this is a little bit like that photo that I showed you of the brain neurons compared to yeah, the, the, universe. the universe. I think the internet could be represented as a series of neural networks and nodes and I reckon operators, key, like one big brain. The key, key word there is network. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. our brain is just a network of neurons. Yep. The internet's just a network of computers. Yeah. The, like the ant. But is it conscious? Because it does everything that consciousness is made up of. Like yeah. it receives inputs, makes outputs. It um, can save information. It can learn. Because if you think of the internet, it's not just a network of computers, but it's also a network of people. Mm. And it's like, are those people that are connected to the internet also part of the network? Because if they're part of the network, their brains are conscious. And then therefore, the internet's but conscious. But it's like we practically are part of that network because we, we're so connected. Yeah. That- and we're so like um, deeply embedded into the network and necessary for its operation. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or before or offline or whatever, but it's like if an, like an AI learns what a human looks like, they're probably going to think that phones are part of our hands. Like it is yeah. a literal extension. Like of phones are almost part of our biology. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cyborg. That's a pretty wild thought. And phones just, well, a phone basically is like an extension of your personality and your brain. Like it's Mm. got, it's got your information in there. It's got memories. It's got photos and videos of you and your, your life. You also outsource operations of your brain to your phone. Like you said, memories and stuff like that. Instead of like, you know, your brain doesn't have to worry so much about memorizing something because you're like, oh, you know, I have it on my phone right there. Yeah. Keeping notes or performing like math yeah. operations in the calculator Just calculator something yeah. like that i think it's i think you could definitely say phone is an extension of yourself and like what elon's trying to do with the Neuralink is remove the barrier between yeah. you and your technology and then you'll become even more integrated are you going to get on that neural link train i don't think it'll be i don't know if it'll be ready in our lifetime you reckon i don't think so i think it'll be ready but maybe not at the point yeah I don't think I would do it. I think the risk is way too high of yeah. messing with your brain and everything. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's also funny. I saw a meme where it's like um, people getting all mad at Bill Jobs. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill Jobs. <laughs> What's Bill Jobs done this time? Bill Jobs. <laughs> Mr. Apple. Mr. Apple, At yeah. Bill Gates. People were getting mad at Bill Gates. It's like, oh, you know, you're trying to like make this vaccine accessible for everyone so you can inject like tracking materials yeah. into our bloodstream. Yeah. And then they're all celebrating Elon Musk for coming out with Neuralink where he's like, I'm literally trying to put this in your brain. Yeah. Where they can harvest as much data as they want. And it's like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why are people so mad at people are strange. <laughs> yeah. People are so Steve strange Gates. in that way. And it's like, they've been using radio frequency technology for communication for decades why is 5g suddenly an issue yeah and it's like it's the same technology it's just 
But yeah. you could take like one science class and learn about like wavelengths and yeah. radiation and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you'd be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, and learn that that radiation passes through your cells and doesn't have any impact on them. Doesn't influence yeah. them at all. And it's like, oh my God, it causes corona. Isn't like 5G, it, it's a... Is it a longer wavelength or a shorter? It's shorter, shorter wavelength one. Yeah. and higher frequency. Yeah, so that's why it's more data but with a smaller range. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's just like way outside of the range. Are the ionizing ones the longer wavelengths, like X-ray and stuff? Um, it's just... Nah, they're, Jamie, they're mega high frequency. What would we call it? Radio spectrum. Yep. You could look up like, yeah, ionizing radiation spectrum. So I think it's, the, the, it's the past electromagnetic spectrum, of course. It's past the um, visible light spectrum is where it gets yeah. dangerous. So it's like, oh, let's find one that has five. So G radio on it. is before visible light, right? Mm-hmm. So so we're being bathed in radiation right now. Yeah, constantly. But I'm not getting corona. Where is it? Show me where the Rona <laughs> is. <laughs> Part one, the hyperbat 5G. So we're looking at a infograph, infographic, mm-hmm. the electromagnetic spectrum. We'll put this one on the screen. So, yeah, like we got visible light. Yeah. Obviously, no one gets mad about that. Mm-hmm. But then you got like x rays, the ultra so, high yeah, frequency. Yeah, beyond stuff. visible light, you've got x ray, gamma and rays. And those are dangerous. You don't yeah. want too much of that. And all 5G and microwave, satellites, all the stuff that's been you know, in the air and being, being yeah, around us been for so long. exposed to it for our entire life. 5G is no different. And people are actually going and destroying the towers and like setting them on fire. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. People are stupid. How do you justify that? Like, well, they're just stupid. Maybe, what, or they're like an AI that's been trained on garbage information. They're, garbage in, all, garbage out. All of their recent knowledge comes from the echo chambers of social media. Yeah. <laughs> where like they sign up to... A page or different pages and then because that's what they engage with that's what they get served Fed, more yeah. content more content of the same stuff i ended up watching the social dilemma after what do you think i didn't actually i was a lot more sold on the podcast oh really than i was i think the little video in between like that little narrative of like the guy joining the oh yeah um, it ruined it a little what, bit for what you. did he call it the extreme center or something i thought it was a funny name but it's yeah, like extreme centrism or something. Yeah. But it's like that really, they could have just skipped all that part. Yeah. Like, I think they needed on. that to like make it engaging for the majority of the yeah. audience. I found that was a bit. Yeah. Maybe we could do a modified version without the, yeah. the dramatized aspect. But yeah, I just like the, the discussion around it. It does make sense. I, I haven't been using like Facebook and stuff, but I think like on Saturday night when I got home, I deleted and reinstalled Instagram like four times because <laughs> I kept trying to go to sleep. And I was like, all right, I just delete Instagram. Yeah. Too distracting. It's like, oh, I can't sleep. Have you checked how many hours you spend on your apps? I think it's all cooked because I constantly delete them and reinstall them. Mm. But I should check. Well, interestingly, I removed Reddit because I was spending a lot of time on there. And I didn't like the vibe of the content that mm-hmm. is posted on Reddit. Like it's very, it's a very particular way of thinking. Anyway. Like the Reddit hive mind, you know, yeah. the way they operate. So I removed Reddit and then I, I've re- I didn't, previously I didn't know about the f- like find section on Reddit, on Instagram. Yeah. Where you just hit the search thing and then it explore. shows you a bunch. Yeah, explore. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't know about that before. So like when I would get to like the end of the feed on Instagram, that was it. And then I'd like put it away for the day. But now I've learned about the explore feature. And so whenever I have time, yeah, I'm just constantly refreshing that. It's It's so easy to get stuck. And so now my hours are probably double what they used to be. Ever since I discovered that, it's GG. Now you're going back and replying to (laughs) two year old messages. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm stuck in the world of Instagram. Yeah. Did you see they have like, they came out with this Instagram update. Firstly, they did reels, which is just like their TikTok answer or ripoff. Yeah, yeah. But they literally just have a shopping tab Mm. on Instagram. Yep. It kind of, in a way, it's kind of like rude. Almost, yeah. It's like... Or a presumptuous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, before, like, it made sense. You have a platform, you know, you need to keep the lights on and make money, like, a lot more than keep the lights on, but, you know. Yeah, well, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a business. You're you're optimizing for profit. Yeah. But, and it's like, yeah, you have ads, but now they're just like shopping page. It's like, it's like, no, I didn't download Instagram to go shopping. Yeah. Admittedly, I've probably bought a few things here and there from... I've come close from Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like ads for shoes and stuff. Yeah. And I've come close. Yeah. And then it's even planted the seed to buy it fully. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're just like shopping tab. Straight there. Right. (laughs) Straight up. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, Oh, like right above your home button on your phone. It's like the shopping tab. And it's like, you can either like do nothing or you can shop. Like your choice. Yeah. It's a bit wild. I haven't used it yet. I wonder how many sales they're getting. It's probably a lot. Probably. Yeah. Like, like, it, it, like I'm trying to say, like, it is just paving the cow path that was already there of that, like, shopping yeah. process. It's just removing that in-between bit of yeah. scrolling through your feed. Now it's just yeah, born just straight like, just there. Just do it. Yeah. But it's kind of just like, oh, okay. Right, mm. right. Well, the crazy thing is, is that that process of going to the shop and buying stuff has probably m- more of a dopamine cycle reward cycle than just browsing regularly through instagram yeah so it's like it's like a drug addiction literally like people are going in and buying impulse buying specifically it's not like they thought oh you know i need some like new shoes i might go browse instagram for new shoes no it's like they open up instagram and they see the shoes and they're like oh i need those and then they buy them yeah. and that triggers like a massive dopamine reward in their brain and then what what is it like why is the brain giving the dopamine reward for um, buying shoes is it just like it's like do they get the reward at checkout because i i feel like i i just have buyer's remorse most of the time especially when it, i bought something on instagram where it's yeah. kind of like did i really need something that's scrambled egg in the shell it's <laughs> the feeling of it's like feeling like you got a good deal like, yeah like a limited time like 50 percent off it's, discount oh, that's such a like scam it's such a scam if you were to ever plot any of that in a spreadsheet or anything yeah. like wow they're always on 40 percent off yeah exactly but they feel like they're getting a good deal that's part of the dopamine response um, just spending money in general is like a dopamine response. Like they're treating themselves, rewarding themselves for their hard work. But just back on like that sales part, it's like someone's like, oh, look at all the savings I made. I like I was able to get two for the price of like one and a half. It's yeah. like, you know, I only spent $120 instead of having to spend like, you know. 200 Yeah. But it's like, would they have spent that $120 yeah, in like, the first place? It's like, no, you didn't save $80. You still spent you spent. It's just you kind of spent less. But in reality, the price is probably inflated but it's already. It's not even less. It's objectively more than they were going to spend before. Exactly. It's just, of course, they saw that sale. Yeah. And it's like, 
there are instances it's like um hannah was buying some shampoo she's like yeah look i got like all these discounts on it and she's like should i buy another one i'm like well yeah you're gonna use it eventually you may yeah, as well yeah. buy it while you can get money off and yeah. that's not the same because it's like you were going to go and buy that yeah. like unless you want your hair dirty yeah. there's no way no, no like gonna you're gonna it. buy the shampoo anyway yeah. yeah but it's like if you weren't gonna go buy the egg scrambler <laughs> <laughs> is that was that an impulse buy didn't i send you a snapchat of it because like 15 dollars but it was uh, egg <laughs> it's scrambler. this thing you get an egg and you put it in and you like pull this like you're starting a lawnmower or something yeah, for like record. four minutes just yeah. keep pulling it you boil the egg and it's just and it's scrambled, and it's scrambled inside it's the a shell. scrambled hard-boiled egg <laughs> and dad's like oh you know you could do it and make scrambled eggs i'm like i could just make scrambled eggs <laughs> yeah, without yeah. using it that's so good i love that look it's a bit of fun but how also, many times have you used oh, it like once <laughs> yeah i think yeah probably once or twice mm. it's not worth four minutes of time for it tastes the same yeah and like but it's funny it's a bit now we've got a story yeah yeah this one's for the memoirs whenever and i do something like that it's for the memoirs yeah and the good thing is like it was only 15 bucks and looking back on it it's not a big deal yeah plus, plus 70 dollars postage but you know no. oh my <laughs> just, god just kidding it's like those things where it's free wristbands all you do is pay postage yeah and then it's like they're still making a profit off the yeah. postage yeah dude there's so many tricky marketing tactics out there and people fall for them every single day but they're designed to be like you can't feel like a sucker for falling them falling for them because they're like people maybe not that free shipping one but there's a lot of other ones where it's Mm. like it's literally people have put in a lot of mental effort yeah you've got teams of qualified people engineering it to like trick you psychologically yeah into just getting your dollars it's like clickbait titles and like clickbait clickbait stuff on Mm. see it's like one thing it's like that i've noticed is like when it's um a video game content creator what they'll have is like a screenshot of the game but it's always in an impossible state for the game to actually be have you noticed this yeah yeah that it will be like maxed out it'll be like their level will be above the level cap which is completely irrelevant to the title yeah but still even consciously knowing that they're doing that mm. you're still like oh why is it you're like that you want to click it yeah. yeah fully I wonder if there's a whole... I wonder if there's uni courses on clickbait titles. There must be. Oh, such a rant. But like, you know, Medium, like blog the company. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people like... You, you want to make... Like you want to make engaging titles or like interesting titles that people want to click on and see what it is. Yeah. But I feel like people have got so lazy with their clickbait titles is they'll just make an objectively true statement and then put a question mark at the end of it. Mm. And you're like... No, stop. <laughs> At least put some effort into your clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The cheapest of tactics and people are just making it as low. Low effort. Yeah. Just like, if you want to trick me, at least like, you know, hey, at least these people went and edited a screenshot to some un- like impossible creative about state. It. Yeah. 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 At least they went to that effort of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like posing some obscure question to you. And it's like, it's not even a question. It's just a statement with a question mark. <laughs> it's like, is money good for me? It's like, I need to know. I'm going in. Oh gosh. I'm happy. Question mark. It's like, oh shit. Are they happy? Am I happy? <laughs> it's like, oh geez, I need to know. Yeah. I need this article to tell me whether or not I'm happy. There's another thing on like the, the programming side of medium is that, like every second article is like stop using if statements or something like that. And there's some like crazy reason to use like strategy method or some other 
polymorphism instead or something like that. It's like, no, you just don't, you don't have to make the title like that. Just be like, why, why this is the right tool for this job and yeah. something like that. But yeah. I but guess. I, I don't think I'd be able to write an application with that if statement. Oh, I mean, oh you no, use, like course, wild. It's never going to be. But oh. it's not, it's not, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just, what's the point? I, I guess. The, and when you read the articles, the whole point is like, there's instances where it's better to use this tool instead of like, yeah. you know, instead of having like an if else statement with like 20 branches, instead yeah. of maybe like use polymorphism or like a strategy method or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, don't make your title, stop using it. Like yeah. no one's ever going to be like, oh wow, you know, this junior dev used an if statement, let's fire them. Yeah. Something like that. I would love to see the engagement on that post and see like, how many people went in genuinely thinking it was going to be legit and then felt enraged like or like upset like you do about it and it's like they still got the click and the revenue and the engagement but it's like negative engagement the conversion is it what yeah yeah because they're still making money off the article that'd be a good experiment as well is to also see how effective those titles are where you like set up like two accounts completely controlled exactly the same Mm. everything and then you just go and do... Same content, but different title. Yeah, just different title. Exactly the same content. Yeah. Devin Nash on YouTube. Do you know him? He rings a bell. He does like YouTube and Twitch um, business content. So he talks about exactly this, like the effect of thumbnails, titles, the type of content. This one? Um, yeah, that's him. He does such good content. Yeah. If you're interested in like marketing and, and content... He's all over that sort of stuff. He does really good. But it's all, he does episodes where he will, in the episode, he's engineering an experiment to test like which title is oh, more I effective. So meta. Yeah. And like he goes full meta and posts it up. And, and you can, he goes through and looks through his stats with you on the live stream to show you how much engagement each test gets, A and B. It's really cool. And he brings guests on who are content creators on Twitch and YouTube and they talk about like how successful the different type of engagement is. They will go through and they review their YouTube page mm. and they'll go through and look at which thumbnails are more effective. It's really, really good. It's really fascinating. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How do these Twitch streamers get to their... So like Dr. Disrespect, you know, massive personality. Yeah. Like that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Like Ninja, you know, for example, what... Well, I kind of find it a bit cringe. The thing is, like, you mean, like, how do they get so successful? Yeah, what is, like... Well, because we just see their, like, peak of success. But actually, Ninja has been making YouTube content for, like, 10 years. Really? Yeah. On, if you go to his account, he's got videos on there from back... I think he's still got them from 10 years ago of him playing Halo on, like, a 10-inch screen. Yeah. Yeah, can you go to his videos and show us our, his oldest ones? You see that one of no like, go go up to the top and sort by oldest. <laughs> I was about to scroll. You're gonna scroll <laughs> down. He's been making two videos a day for same how it's ten years. Eight years, yeah. Look at that. First video of many. Look at him, dude. He's so young. Humble beginnings. Yeah, like so he hair. was posting content consistently for a long time and learning like what works, what doesn't work, um, different formats. And he was doing that for how long has he been successful? Like two years. Like he's been in like the public spotlight for two years. Um, so at least six years before that it was him just grinding, doing the hard, just, just hard yards. Yeah. Yep. 
So the answer is consistency and trial and error, basically. There we go. Yeah. Go back to episode one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're still consistent. 13 subscribers at episode four. Oh, yeah. Thank you all for subscribing. We love you. The day ones. Until 13 Shout million. Shout out to Jenny for subscribing. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Has <laughs> Tracy subscribed yeah. yet? I don't think so. Oh, I'll get her on. I'll show her how. The 14th subscribe. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah. I got mum to make a YouTube account. Just <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Mum's probably got one. We'll, we'll hook it up. All righty. How nice. good. All right. Good episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what good are we going to do for the next step? Bit of a tangent, this one. Um, hopefully, we can get... We got our Twitter up as well, so we could get some suggestions for... So, that's All Sorts TV. I'm putting a challenge out there. The first person to send us a tweet with the topic idea or a question is going to get a high five. A high five in person. Yeah, you can in. come feature on yeah. on the stream. Yeah. But yeah, on the, so that's going to wrap it for episode four. Next episode, what do you reckon? Um, let's have a look at our list of episode ideas. Yeah. I have 2% battery. Awkward. So let's see. We could get into an evolution one. I don't know if I have the bandwidth. Oh, can we do aliens? Aliens and mathematics. Let's do aliens. And mathematics or just aliens? Just aliens. Then a UFO We've got to have an and. Aliens and... Aliens and... UFOs. Aliens and extraterrestrials. Yeah. How about aliens and extraterrestrials? Like life in the universe. <laughs> aliens. Aliens and early humans. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> aliens and the pyramids. <laughs> Aliens and Blink. I feel like we'll Rick and Morty right now where they just throw it out like Rick and Morty on an adventure <laughs> going through the universe. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap it. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next episode. See you later.